Welcome everyone. My name is Julie Hasselberger, and this is the Adapted Life Podcast. I've created this podcast because there are many of us out here in the world who have faced life-altering challenges and adversity, adversity which can permanently alter the life that you once envisioned for yourselves. For me, it was when my son in 1998 was diagnosed with devastating disabilities, and everything changed. I'm here now to bring encouragement, compassion, support, community. This podcast is a journey into how I actually have learned to adapt, develop resiliency, and create a wonderful life far better than I ever could have imagined when all I could see was crisis. I'm starting here with you. This is a place of laughter, learning, compassion. So thank you for cheering me on as I am stepping out with complete vulnerability into this new adventure. This is my adapted life, and I hope it will be yours too. Episode 1 of The Adapted Life. Well, I guess I need to tell the story a little bit, so bear with me as I unfold all those things that have happened and how they've happened. Have you ever seen a family with a severely disabled child and wondered, I wonder how this situation impacted their life? Well, you're going to find out. Well, when I graduated with my MBA in 1995, I was pregnant with my first child. I was married to my college sweetheart. He had, we both had great jobs. Uh, Mine was in human resources. We had a new house and everything was as we envisioned it should be at that point in our lives. Our family goals, career goals were all underway. When I became pregnant with my second child, we found out that it was a boy and we loved how life was going for us. I had a brand new job in human resource management, which I loved so much and childcare, which I trusted very much. Well, there's a heap load of stuff and hardships that happened after my second child, Daniel, was born in November of 1997. Upon birth, he appeared normal, normal delivery, no complications. But at eight weeks old, he became infected with a virus called RSV, respiratory virus. It's very dangerous for babies. His health declined rapidly and within two days of diagnosis he was airlifted to a hospital in New York and in the ICU for two weeks which was incredibly traumatizing. He recovered, he came home. Over the preceding months we began to notice that his motor skills did not appear to be developing or not developing the way that they should be. As he got to around six months old he was still not sitting, his tone was floppy, We intervened with therapy and many visits to many doctors. We originally thought that the RSV had set him back, but that really wasn't the case. Over time and many tests, we discovered that his actual brain development never happened normally. His brain suffered what the neurology people called a neuronal migration disorder. What is that? His condition had a description. You know, it was called 
polymicrogyria. And the neuronal migration disorder was basically that the neurons didn't go to where they're supposed to go during the early development of his brain. So polymicrogyria means many small gyri. His brain was smaller than it should be. About 80% of it was affected by the polymicrogyria, referred to as PMG. And PMG can cause life-devastating disabilities. So I had a lot of worries. I had a lot of concerns. We went to doctors and developmental specialists, so many specialists. We didn't have all the technology and social connections that we do today. So it was hard to find information. I had this big binder I used to carry around, this big black binder, and it was every little note, every piece of information I could possibly find on polymicrogyria. Things got really hard for me in my work situation too. Um, you know, I used to love my job. I remember thinking, oh, I love my job so much. But my workplace was pretty incapable of accommodating for the needs that I had to, in order to take care of my son. And so they just gave me a really hard time. And the job that I used to love became a really, really stressful situation. I'd often have to call out, leave early, come in late, to all those things, and it was creating such anxiety. Times when something would be going on, I had to go to a doctor, I had to rush home, something out of the ordinary, or I had to go in late because there was another appointment. Uh, it was just kind of flex, and I would try to make up with, you know, by working from home and all those kind of things. Well, today, probably more common but back in you know 1998 working as a HR manager for a manufacturing company and not so much right they they were just like no you have to come to work at this time and leave at this time and we cannot tolerate flexibility so it was very stressful anyway sooner or later I found myself in a meeting where they said that they didn't think that I could stay committed to the company, blah, blah, blah. They were, quote, downsizing my position. And I'll just say I documented everything. And for years, I could just, like for the first few years of Daniel's life, I knew that there was something going on and I just documented everything. There was a lot of discrimination of many different kinds. Anyway, when they finally, quote, terminated me, I went to a labor attorney who specialized in discrimination lawsuits. We consulted on many different things. What should I do? Should I sign their generous package or should I try to fight to re retain my job and go back? And I didn't want to do that. So it was kind of a, a blessing in disguise. And I walked away, traumatized, heartbroken, maybe relieved probably, but uh, yeah, it was really, really hard on me. It was really hard because I loved my job. So I found myself at home with my kids for the first time ever. Our third son, who was perfectly healthy, he was about two years old at the time. So I was a mother of three with a disabled middle son. I wasn't working. My husband had his job, thank God, but our life had been predicated on dual income, right? I attempted to find work in human resources for about a year after being let go, but I never quite got a, you know, got to the finish line. I never quite got an offer. And I started to realize that maybe this just isn't going to work in my favor. So I just gave up on that. I gave up on human resources and I focused on my children. 
uh, Daniel's surgeries started to come right around that time and seizures started to come a little after that and it was really scary. Uh, he had hip dysplasia surgeries and he had tonic-clonic or grand mal seizures. So we were going through so much. He also could not eat food normally. He was diagnosed as failure to thrive, so he needed a G-tube. So we had to do that, and that became his way to be fed. I could talk for days, you guys, about all the different medical issues and hospital stays, traumatic rides, ambulances, on and on and on. But I, I'm not going to do that because those are memories that are in the past. Right? I just basically became a fighter, an advocate, and I had to keep going. The struggle was real. So before Daniel was actually diagnosed, I had been a healthy, fit, career-focused, family-focused champion of the balanced life. I was going to be that working mom, blah, 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 right? No one, <laughs> no one in, in that world ever really talks about what's going to happen if your child can't make that kind of journey with you, right? The balance all started to lean towards Daniel, and we had to engineer everything to circle around Daniel, while also trying to do all the right things for our other two children and for each other. So, boom, here I am with you guys, 23 later, <laughs> 23 years later. Somehow I'm a survivor of two decades of managing an incredible job at home. I'm stronger, more resilient than I ever dreamed. So. That's kind of enough for now. I just wanted to kind of give you the highlights of who I am and what's been going on. It's been quite a journey, and I'll share a lot of other kind of fun fun stories and memories. And We've just had some pretty amazing things happen to us over the years. Um, in episode two, I'm going to talk a little bit about the ways that I try to adapt, keep our family afloat, who helped us along the way, how we managed, I'll share where we all are today, the five of us, and what we're doing. We all have some pretty amazing, beautiful stories about miracles and acts of kindness that blanketed us during some of the worst times of our So with that, I'll just say, you can also find me on Instagram at jhasselberger, on the YouTube channel, on Facebook. We're pretty easy to find. And I'm so happy that you're here. And I can't, I can't wait to take the next step in the journey as I'm learning how to do all this recording and editing stuff. Uh, we'll see you next time for episode two. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm.